Welcome to Through the Line, the Agency Squared podcast with me, Andy Bargery. In today's show, I am chatting with Jenny Plant from Account Management Skills. And Jenny and I have a deep conversation around the skill of client handling or account management, how that's been changing over the last decade, what we think it looks like in the future, and how important it is for agencies to really train their staff and think about have they got the right staff in the right seats? Have they invested in giving people the skills they need to succeed in growing and retaining their client accounts? If you're interested in what it takes to build a great client service team or to be a great client account manager, then this is the show for you. I hope you enjoy the show. Jenny, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm really good. Thanks, Andy. Lovely to see you. It's a cold, frosty day here in the UK, isn't it? <laughs> it's absolutely freezing. And that snow has just stayed around for a couple of days now. So it's like an ice rink. How very British to start off talking about the weather. <laughs> but thanks for coming on the show today. Uh, I'm going to try and briefly introduce you and then please, where I go wrong or miss some mix some, miss some glaring uh, expertise, let me know. But I was just kind of looking into your background. Obviously, we've spoken before as well. And from what I can see is you kind of been in the client services for quite a while. You've worked for agencies that are part of the WPP family and Publicis and Havas. Um, you've also worked client side for Iberia Airlines and a, and a healthcare sort of pharma company. And then the last, I think, four or five, maybe six years, you set up your own company, which is account management skills, where you provide training and how to be a great account manager, which is really what you're, why I've wanted to talk to you today. And of course, you're a partner with Cactus, aren't you? The independent agency advisor, Eco. What did I miss? <laughs> wow, I think you've covered everything. Well, first of all, Andy, thank you so much for inviting me. It's it's a real honour to to have been invited. So thank you. I don't think you've missed much, actually. You've kind of covered everything. I mean, Excellent. I I left Publicis in 2010 and did various things and really started account management skills in 2010, but it's evolved. Um, and I was doing other things at the same time, but kind of went full time from uh, 2016. Got you. Okay. What made you want to focus on account management as an area of expertise? Well, first of all, it's an area that I've mostly spent my whole career in. So there's probably not one scenario that an account manager can find themselves in that I haven't experienced myself. I mean, I'm sure you're the same as well. You've, you know, you've spent a lot of years in account management, haven't you? I have. And I'm really worried that we're going to agree on everything today. And and actually what inspired me to start account management skills was actually when I was general manager of Publicist Life Brands, I was in charge of an agency of 40 staff, 4 million turnover and you know what? I'd never in my career received sales training. Mm. And I was given a coach, Marcus Kalki, who's pretty famous in the sales world now. And he worked with me. And oh, my goodness, I absolutely loved working with him. It was a huge revelation. And I thought, you know what? There's a lot of this that would have been so beneficial when, when I was an AE starting mm. out in Hatton Garden in London in the early 90s when, you know, we were smoking. Well, I wasn't smoking, but people were smoking in the office. <laughs> we were using fax machines. 
you know, you had to phone the client all the time because there was no WhatsApp and no Slack yeah. and email. Imagine that, phoning the client. What a crazy oh, thing. Who would have thought it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he he sparked the idea in me. And I actually feel like I'm, I am on a bit of a mission to help. So when I train account managers, and I've probably trained several hundred now, I love, I see my younger self and when they come through the training and feel more confident as a result and feel inspired again about the role, I get more excited than they do. Mm. Now that's nice. I think that's the key skill of a trainer, isn't it? To get as motivated by the results that your your trainee gets as they do. And that's really great. And like you, I spent quite a lot of my career in client service as well. And But unlike you, I never received any training whatsoever. It was all on the job. It was like, there's the client. That's what you need to do for them. Off you go. And you know, that's that's a challenge for something that I think within an agency environment is such a crucial skill, isn't it? How do you handle a client? How do you manage that situation so that the client gets what they need, what they're paying for? And so does the agency in terms of the efficiency, the delivery, the quality and all that good stuff. You're right. I mean, it's not unusual for someone to say, I've never received any training. Also, the role of an account manager is so so multifaceted. It's like, where do you even start? Mm. You know, there's the, the ambassadorship that you have on behalf of your agency. You're, you have a leadership role because you're leading the client, leading the team. You're, you have to be super organized. You have to be thinking ahead. And then you not only need to know how the agency works and how you deliver a, a project for them, which again, there's so many different services that each agency provides, but you also need to get close to the client's business to understand what's most relevant and what's going to help them the most. So it's a it's a tough job. It is a tough job, but but also highly rewarding. I always loved working in client services. Yes. <laughs> so, well, I mean, so, go on. I was just going to say, so, so how do you see the role as having evolved over the last, I don't know, 10 years since you've been training, I suppose is the first question. And then one thing you've mentioned a few times there is that there are lots of different flavors of agency and there are lots of different agency types of business and service sets. Are there commonalities across, let's say, for example, PR to SEO to web dev, for example, that mm. the, are there commonalities that we can all learn from and agree as a suitable set of skills for an account manager? Well, to the per- the first part of your question, what have I seen over the last 10 years? I think I've seen an evolution of the account management role. And more and more agencies, as they become more digital and require a different skill set, more of a more of a technical skill set in order to understand the projects, mm. I've seen that there's been a separation of the account manager and the project manager role. Whereas before, if you go back 20 years, most account management roles were print-based and therefore it was a com- it was a hybrid. You had to deliver the project and um, build the client relationship, look for growth opportunities, be more commercial, et cetera. So I think the each agency operates slightly differently, but what I'm seeing is more and more agencies are choosing and they see the value of separating those two roles and it it probably Andy you're the same I came through as a hybrid Um, yeah and I'd be curious to see what you think about that separation and whether 
you felt when you were in your career that you were they were a little bit torn as to what where your strengths were yeah i mean i i would say that a good part of what i always did as a account manager was focused on relationships but uh, probably more often i was focused on delivering projects so i probably was a project manager just not with that job title right and as we've shifted as you said there's that real move towards everything becoming digital i suppose it's more challenging as a pm to or an account manager to really understand the nuts and bolts of what's being delivered from a digital service point of view. So perhaps you do need to get close to the service. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud there. You've quite, you've you made me think there, Jenny. That's not a good start for the morning, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but but it's true. I mean, and I think look, it's not for every agency. And in fact, I was talking to a PR agency yesterday that I didn't think particularly it was right for them to separate the roles. They were considering it mm. similarly brand strategy agencies where it's a lot of kind of high value strategic thinking you know brand development i i think that wasn't particularly right for them where it was more consultative play so every agency you have to evaluate whether this makes sense yeah, and i think yeah. the starting point could be we have all of these fantastic clients with huge opportunities for us to expand and to do more good work for them, but we're not executing on that. Mm. And I think right. that might be a starting point to think, well, actually, do we need to look at the, the account management role to see how much of their time are they able to dedicate to expanding relationships, looking for opportunities to come up with new ideas and present new services and add value to the client's business? So almost in that sense, then the the account manager becomes more strategic consultancy and the PM becomes more execution delivery. And Absolutely. actually, that's really interesting because I, we did some research a couple of years ago. And one of the frustrations from client side marketeers is agencies that promise the earth and then don't deliver. And I think a large part of that is because they perhaps don't have that PM expertise to push projects over the line and as projects become more complicated more digital oriented perhaps they do get more uh, challenging need that more specialist expertise i agree and i think like you refer to every every report i've ever read and i read all of them as many as i can possibly people send them to me and said have you read this one the clients always say the same thing yeah. the agency never brought us anything that we didn't ask for you know, they're not being proactive. They're not coming to us with ideas. They're not pushing our business forward. Why? Because quite frankly, the people on the front line, the account managers, whose job really is to get the closest to the client's business are too busy elsewhere. Mm. So I think, I think we, I think every agency needs to have a serious look and break it down um, to see whether this is, this, that would be right for them. Yeah, I think that's really a really relevant point. And I think a lot of agencies would benefit from, you know, having a serious look and seeing if they can separate those two roles. So let, let's focus then just on the account manager role then. So what do you see as the core ingredients or the, the core requirements of a good account manager? What do they need to do for an agency? They fundamentally, I think, have to have a natural disposition to want to connect with people. And I'm saying this because... Over the years of working with different types of account managers, many of whom have the hybrid role, they feel more comfortable 
dealing with projects and delivery. And when it comes to picking up the phone or walking the halls, as we used to say, of the client's office, um, they they don't feel so much in flow. So I think there's a fundamental baseline if you observe your account managers to to do they have a natural propensity to walk into a room and and connect with people and and want to get to know new people and really be curious to know more about the client and their business and get to know and develop that relationship like you say mm. have are you seeing that that behavior from them because i think that's one of the the the, the fundamental things that you need to have is that you feel in flow. You love it. You can't wait to pick up the phone. You can't wait to send the messages. You can't wait to meet them in person. Whereas, uh, yeah, so that, that, that's the fundamental thing, I think, first and foremost. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And it's clear with uh, young people in, in the workplace today that picking up the phone and building relationships, you know, as we kind of alluded to earlier, is more WhatsApp based these days than actually having a conversation. What does that mean, do you think, for the future of this role? Because like you, I kind of believe that the more time you get to spend with people in person, being curious, making suggestions, helping your client to plan and think strategically, the tighter your relationship becomes and the better you're ingrained with that client from an agency perspective, that being embedded, being ingrained is crucial, isn't it? Mm, it, it really is. Uh, it's funny because I was invited to a, an event in Manchester and it was for account handlers and it's called handle this um and the 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 company that does it is creative resources they're a recruitment company he's been doing it for years phil yeah. i've had him on the podcast and you know what andy i they asked me to speak about the future of account management yeah but when you go into a room of account managers oh my god the room is buzzing right <laughs> everyone's just yeah they're energetic. They're talking to each other. Like you, I can feel the energy from you. And you said, the first thing you said was, I love the relationship building side. Yeah. And that's what they do best. Yeah. So you know when you've walked into a room of account managers, because everyone is just buzzing because they enjoy being with people. Now, yes, we've had a change with um, the pandemic in terms of working remotely and building relationships slightly differently. Um, I, th I, I think, you know, you can still build relationships on Zoom. I've met many people several times on Zoom, but it's also nice to meet them in person. Um, and I don't think we should ever lose that. Um, I totally agree. Yeah. I knew we were going to agree on lots of things today, Jenny. I just knew it. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think we came through our uh, client service schooling, I suppose, at the same sort of era of agency life, didn't we? So we probably have had a very similar experiences. Um, so not surprised to hear us agreeing. I wonder what a room full of project managers will be like. Do you think that would be quite so energetic or a bit more detailed, focused, whole load of spreadsheets and Gantt charts everywhere? <laughs> well, they're, they're kind of, I'd, I'd say the focus is on efficiency. Yeah. You know, why are you wasting time, all this chit chat? I mean, it's funny because <laughs> yeah. David Baker, you know, David C. Baker, the co host. Yeah. Well, I don't know him, but I know who he is, yeah. So, so basically, um, I had him on the podcast and I met him in Atlanta because I went over to, to talk. And he has this, he, I heard him say this and I thought, oh, that's good. If you get a client that walks into an agency office, and they're met by a project manager. The project manager will take them to the room 
And they'll say, oh, by the way, if you want a coffee, let me show you where the coffee machine is. and Let me show you how it works so that whenever you want a coffee, you can come and get it. And then they take them to the room, right? Total efficiency at all times. If you're met at the door as a client by an account manager, they greet you with a warm smile and say, would you like a coffee? How would you like your coffee? Let me go get it for you. And I love that. I just thought, well, what a great story. <laughs> it's really nice to relate it that way because it's so true, isn't it? I can just imagine that happening, just <laughs> reflecting there. Obviously, this is going to go as audio, so no one can see the video, but my eyes are rolling at the thought of those two different experiences because yeah. it's so accurate. It's so true. <laughs> So, so I guess as a, I guess as an account manager or an account handler, whichever way you want to call it, I guess in reality your two core functions are number one is to retain a client, and number two, hopefully, is to grow that client, grow that account for your agency. Would you agree with that? And and if so, well, would you agree with it first of all? <laughs> I hundred percent agree with you, absolutely. Okay. Um, Good. and right. and and the skill set you need for both kind of retention and growth is actually different. Okay. Tell me more. How is so, that? So what we've been talking about thus far are the fundamental core skills to keep a client happy, you know, building rapport, relationship building, um, being super organized, understanding, you know, always leading the client into what's next. So, so that you can deliver those projects on time, on budget. Um, also, you give them a fantastic experience. They enjoy the process of working with you um, and they like doing business with you. All of that skill set is so key for retention. Mm. But actually, when we start talking about how you grow um, an account, there's a slightly different skill set required, which is you need to get close enough to the client's business to understand, you know, what are their goals and strategy? How do they measure what's their key, you know, what's their KPI? How do they measure success and what are they looking to achieve so that I can do some research and I can come back to the agency and come up with some ideas for how we can help. And then I have to propose that we help them in this way. I have to then present the ideas in this way. And all of this, as Gartner said in their report at the end of 2019, is growth is about making a new sale to an existing customer. Um, not only that, but you have to be looking ahead, you know, in your agency specialism, say it's performance marketing, for example, what are the big changes in performance marketing right now? You know, we've had the G, G9, or was it G4? No, G4, G4 update. We've had the, the elimination of the cookies. You know, what are the fundamental um, effects going to be for your client? Mm. You, they look at you as the expert in your field. You're the one that you should be leveraging the learnings and understanding of working with multiple clients and also sharing with them what's coming up for them, what's going to be the potential challenge of that happening, what is, where's the opportunity. So you become this, this management consultant, this sage. And if you think about you know where we've landed here in terms of making growth happen from where we were, which was very service-based, very reactive, we're talking about a very, very proactive role here. Mm. That's interesting. And 
I was just thinking back to my experiences of being in that position of of authority and the clients coming to us and saying, there's this new thing coming. What should we do about it? The best example I can think of is webinars, which goes back a few years now. But oh, what are these things called webinars? What should we do with webinars? And I can remember the whole agency team going, oh, of course, webinars. Yeah. And we had to go away and do a bit of homework and come back and say, this is what you should be doing with webinars. And then, of course, the client invested in that based on our recommendation. And obviously, webinars is ancient now, isn't it? And there are lots more interesting things like, um, as you say there, with the update to the Google Analytics to GA4, for example, there are changes all of the time. And I think agencies are well placed to be able to make those recommendations. I just wonder if they always do. I think one of the harshest things that was leveled at one of my agencies once was, uh, we see you as the execution agency. And that's the last place you ever want to be as the agency, isn't it? Because you're not adding any value. You're just numbers. And that's terrible. I mean, sometimes client clients want you in that box and there's no shifting. But, but there's also a big bearing on how you present yourself during the sale, like mm-hmm. during the pitch process, how you lead the client through that sale. And then also how you reposition yourself moving forward. So if you were to say, look, typically other agencies, uh, other clients find it really useful when we get involved in your yearly planning discussions, because we're able to bring a lot of value there. We're able to bring a lot of ideas earlier in your internal planning process. And that typically is something that our clients tell us that really works well. Mm. Would it make sense for us to have a quick call about what that might look like for you? All of a sudden, you're having the quality conversation where the client's thinking, actually, if they're doing that for everybody else, why don't, you know, actually, that could be good for us. Mm. So you're, you're, you're pushing for a seat at the table because once you're at that top table and you're co-creating their yearly plan, growth becomes so much more easy. It's it's because you know their goal, you know what they want to achieve. So any additional ideas you might come up with, you know, are going to be on point. Mm. They're going to be relevant. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And, and I think that shifting yourself to that position where you can have those more strategic conversations is, you know, if you're stuck in that execution only box, you really do need to move out of there because then you're just competing on price. And that's a challenge. You know, as soon as you let something slip, as all agencies do at some point, we all do, we're just humans, then you're not in the space to be able to recover it through strategic advisory, are you? No. And it's funny because that Gartner study that I was referring to, they did a huge survey, one of the biggest among account managers. And the report was called Why Your Accounts Aren't Growing. Because this isn't this isn't a problem just with the creative space. This is industry wide. And when the account managers were asked, what does it take to grow an account? They said, oh, we need to go above and beyond on service basically. But service doesn't lead to growth, like more service being more efficient. You have to, because you get in that cycle of just thinking, oh, it's not quite the right time for us to Mm. push the client a bit more, but actually that's what the client wants and needs. Gosh, I think it's always the right time, isn't it? To push the client a little bit, give them something to think about. Yeah. There's never a wrong time to introduce a new idea. I don't think unless they're really focused purely on execution and you've got to get a deadline cut uh, delivered, then definitely new mm. ideas all the time is, I think is a good thing. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen in the next kind of 12 months? Do you see any other changes? Do you think we're going to carry on seeing this separation of AM and PM or are there other things in this account handling space that you think is going to change? 
up until this point, we've had a bit of a serious scenario where there's been a lack of account managers. People have been struggling to recruit, but recently that tide has changed and I think there's more talent on the market. So the first thing I would have said if you'd have asked me that question six months ago is, you know, I, you know, there needs to be a, a real push to bringing maybe graduates through and presenting the opportunity of working in the creative space in a more attractive way. Because currently I think we're losing a lot of the talent to tech companies. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And in the next 12 months, I mean, I think clients are looking a little bit more closely at their budgets. And so I think I think agencies need to spend a bit more time looking at their how they can look after their existing clients Mm. um, so that they keep hold of what they've got um, and also find out exactly as much as you can in advance what those budgets are going to look like from the client's perspective. You know, if you're not being part of their yearly plan, um, I would say keep keep at it in in terms of trying to position yourself in that way Mm. so that you understand what the the client needs to achieve in the next 12 months because that's where you can bring the value that's where you can come up with the additional ideas to help them because clients clients are suffering right now um you know the cost of living crisis we've got the inf- inflation now is running higher than it's it has in god knows how many years mm-hmm. so clients typically are looking at how they can have cost savings so you don't want to be one that's currently on the roster but gets cut when they do um, some kind of consolidation process. Do you think you'll also think we'll see that next year? Then some consolidation of agency rosters seems likely, it, doesn't it? It, it? It's it could be a possibility, mm. but similarly, you know, account managers need to keep an eye on what's happening with the C-suite and the movement that's going on in client companies, because inevitably, when you get a new CEO, uh, maybe CPO, Chief Procurement Officer. They want to make their mark. So the first thing they do is look at how we can create more value for the company. How can we look at costs, savings, et cetera? I had an agency a little while ago who their piece of business is about 40% of the overall agency revenue from one client, brilliant client. But there'd been a C-suite change. And as a result, they weren't paying attention to what was happening at that level. And out of the blue, they received um, a request for pitch. So basically, they had to re-pitch for the business that they that they already had because of this consolidation of the roster. So um, look, I'm not predicting that that's going to be the case for every client. I think every client obviously is in a different sector. There's a different amount of pressure on different industries. But certainly, I think, again, going back to what we were saying, Andy, about the account manager needs to be commercially savvy and staying close to what's happening at the client business. You know, have the cadence of setting up Google Alerts. Um, look at their website, look at their press releases, follow them on social, look at the LinkedIn updates, follow them, stay close, download the report and accounts, look at the, you know, if it's a publicly listed company, download the transcripts from the quarterly investor relations meetings. Just be commercially astute so that you can ultimately help your agency navigate any potential turbulent times yes i think that's such an important 
piece of the puzzle, isn't it? It's to stay commercially astute. And it reminds me of in my first agency role as a, in a PR agency. Whenever we'd go and meet a client, my boss would always, always look up the client's share price. And he would generally start the conversation with something along the lines of, Oh, you should be, your options will be doing well at the moment. I've seen your share price, and the clients would love that because they generally all had options, <laughs> so they would be happy with that start. You see, you're lucky that you had someone that you could learn from through your career that had that habit of doing that. But I think a lot of that's been lost, mm. and I'm trying to bring that back on the agenda because you're absolutely right. You know, whatever's happening at the client company, we need to as be as close to what's happening as possible. So I, like you, learned from some super hot account managers that were on it. But if you didn't have that, um, you know, background where you were learning from others that were doing those kinds of things, then it's a skill you need to kind of adopt yourself. You, You wouldn't know what you were missing out if you didn't have someone great to learn from in the first place. Yeah. And I always say that your first boss is such an important boss in your career because they set so many of the habits and rituals and things that you do that make you a good agency person. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a really interesting point to ponder on. Mm. Um, Jenny, I'm, I'm going to have to draw it to a close because I'm running out of time. But I did want to ask you before we go, are there any kind of books or resources that you look to for inspiration? I know you've mentioned a report by Gartner a few times. It'd be good to find out what that report's called. But outside of that, where else do you look for ideas and inspiration, Jenny? I'm always listening to podcasts. So a couple of podcasts that I listen to, The Two Bobs with Blair Enns and David C. Baker, Marcus Kalki's The Inquisitor podcast, which is all about selling and sales. Um, I listen to some of the, um, what else do I listen to religiously? Agency Phonics, um, who have lots of agency leaders. So you're, you know, their, their perspective, anything by Mark Ritson, um, the marketing professor. I love Mark Ritson. Yeah. I love him. cracks me up. Yeah. (laughs) But he's so on the money, isn't he? He's funny and on the money. It's like, he's got it. You know, I'm definitely a Ritson fanboy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, me too. I think he's got a lot of fans, doesn't he? He just yeah. says it how it is. And oh my goodness, I'm, I've had someone on my podcast and anything that she anything that she puts out, I listen to because she is at the forefront of what's changing with the evolution of fandoms, community, the metaverse, Web3. I think that's another area that account managers need to keep an eye mm. on. Zoe Skaman. Okay. So anything by Zoe Skaman, you can sign up um, to receive her newsletter. I would highly recommend because we need to keep an eye on what's changing. A lot's going to change over the next 10 years. Well, there's at least two there that I haven't come across. So that's excellent. So I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Jenny, it's been lovely chatting to you. I knew I was going to enjoy talking to you because we're from the same background and we have the kind of same ethos when it comes to, to client service and the importance of good client service. So thanks ever so much for coming on. And yeah, hopefully we'll get to meet in person at some time soon. I hope so. Andy, thank you so much. This has been really a lot of fun. Thank you. Super. <laughs>